Hello, hello. Hey, there you are. I can hear you a lot better now. Okay, good. Okay, are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is fight week, UFC Woo! 244, and we are in our dancing pants this week. The team yes. from MMA Words is here to bring you all of the sights and sounds of the UFC fight week leading into one of the biggest, most massive cards of the year. I, as always, am the infamous Cab, and I am joined by the queen of the hour, too sweet to be sour. She's the bad and beautiful Miss Stephanie. Say hello to everybody, Stephanie. Hola, my friends. <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> okay, guys. So uh, Stephanie and I are both jumping out of our skins. I know I certainly am since I can't sit down right now. Dude. Um, <laughs> right? Are, are you also pacing in your living room right now or is it just me? I've been. I've been. Like, it's like I, I this card is never like far from my thoughts. Like, uh, it's, 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 it's not far from my thoughts. It's in my dreams. It's everything that I think <laughs> about, do, live, eat, breathe. It's everything. I so. feel you. I feel you. I feel you. It's like, it's a, every fight, a, every fight fan's dream is this hard. Uh, it is. And I, and I don't, I, I, you know, Stephanie, I'm gonna, and it's funny coming from me of all people, but I'm going to do my best to keep us organized. And I need your help with this also. Okay, so guys, here's, two what scatter we, brains. Here, here's what the two scatterbrains have agreed to do is we are <laughs> going to actually start off with doing a little bit of a recap from this past weekend. We had a fight card in Singapore between Damian Maya and Ben Asker. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what I saw in the fight. And Stephanie's going to bring us into a storyline that takes us into UFC 244, Madison Square Garden. Diaz versus Masvidal is heading the card, and we have a bunch of other fights that we're going to chat about a little bit later on in the cast. But let's get started to this past weekend, Stephanie. While Ooh, you, Lewis, and Sheldon were fast asleep on a Saturday <laughs> morning, the one true MMA fan in this group was up wide awake and bushy-tailed to watch a fight go down, and that was Damian Maya and Ben Askren. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what I saw in the fight, and then I'm going to actually hand it over to Stephanie because... Um, I think she'll be able to give us a of what's going on that brings us into this weekend. So yeah. going into that fight, uh, you know, Stephanie, as I know, you know, um, Ben Askren has been uh, marketed as one of the best wrestlers, not only, um, you know, in MMA, but in the world from his, his and, collegiate history. And Olympic rightfully, history. So. Rightfully, yeah, so. rightfully so. Right. Very accomplished wrestler. Um, right. <coughs> excuse me. Wrestled at Missouri, I believe, with Tyron Woodley and a few others that I could name that mm -hmm. I'm forgetting the names of. Um, yeah. You know, was uh, has won just about every trophy in the world. If Lewis was on the cast, I'm sure he'd be able to tell you all of them, but I certainly cannot. Um, yeah. Damian Maya, um, a gentleman who is uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist. Um, he's known more for his Brazilian jiu-jitsu as opposed to um, any of the rest of the parts of his game. But, Stephanie, I'm going to tell you real quick what I saw. Um fight starts out the majority of everybody who has any interest in this fight would have assumed that this fight would have either found the mat very quickly or would have had its most exciting moments on the mat now mm -hmm. what i found to be most exciting and what i took away from the fight ultimately was there was a lot of exchanges on the feet that were very exciting and i would actually say about 70 percent of the fight oddly enough took took place on the feet um and yeah was, which was, i was interested it, it, that was interesting mm -hmm. to me <laughs> right and so, you know, what, what, was, what was even more fascinating was, and, and just, just so our listeners know, the conclusion of the fight ended on the mat with Damian Maya performing a rear naked choke on Ben Askren, which 
isn't outside the realm of possibility. But what I would highlight, and I was sharing this with Stephanie earlier, was, you know, that really identified to me what it means to be a specialist and an MMA fighter. And even though Damian Maya is looked at by many in the MMA community as a specialist in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that mm-hmm. to me ultimately showed what it means to be a mixed martial artist versus what it means to be a specialist, that being Ben Askren being a wrestler. Um, yeah. He had no answer for Damien on the feet for the most part. Uh, anything mm-hmm. that he threw that wasn't a close-up upper uppercut when he was in the tight clinch uh, seemed a little bit odd to, to even watch. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I, you know, when he got to the ground, I think that he just uh, risked allowing Damien to take his back, which backfired on him and ultimately met, led to the submission. But Stephanie... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Now that I've recapped it, I want to I want to hand it over to you, and I want you to talk to us about you know the fight itself, some of the storylines that build up to that, and how that relates to this week. So please go. So, okay, so I'm a big Ben Askren fan. Mm-hmm. Ask cream, ask cream. As oh God, I knew that was coming. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, anyways, okay, not to get off track here. <laughs> so I'm a huge Ben Askren fan. I know he takes a lot of hate, um, but you know I think he's well accomplished, a very well accomplished wrestler. Um, I mean, like looking back now, okay, and like in hindsight, I think he may be a little too one dimensional for the UFC. I like Shab said, um, the UFC is just a totally different animal, right? So because I, I think I, 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 yeah, after witnessing these these last couple fights. I'm starting to see, okay, he may be like, I was on the, the Ben Askren hype train too, and he might be a little too one-dimensional, like I said. But, okay, but that doesn't mean that he's not UFC caliber. Um, I think he still beats a lot of the UFC, a lot of the, the people in the UFC, just like Shab said, not the best, not the mm-hmm. best guy. And he's a big draw. Like, people watch his fights. People want to watch his fights, whether because you want to see him lose because he's such a fucking shit talker or because <laughs> you're a big Ben Askren fan like me. So, like, he's and a me. big draw. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big draw. Like, just, for, like, look at what he did for Masvidal's career. Like, no one gave a metric fuck about Jorge Masvidal, right? No one gave a fuck about Jorge Masvidal before before he whooped Ben Askren's ass. Now he's super famous. Right. Like- I, you, you know, Stephanie, I, I would say that to the to the to the the MMA community, it started with the Darren Till fight. But to the casual fans who bought the pay-per-view to see that 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 heated build up to the fight. Uh, Jones yeah, yeah, was yeah. also on the card. There's a, you know, it was a it was a good card. But to the casual right. MMA fans that were watching that night, that was where Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. I mean, started. I would say so I agree with you. Start, I agree. It did you. start with a till. It did start with a till, but like that, that was like mediocre, right? Like now, after the, the Ben Askren thing, now it's like Jorge Masvidal is everywhere. Everyone knows who Jorge Masvidal exactly. is. Exactly. And it took him like that long into his career and to, to get this big, you know, because the, the guy's been fighting forever, you know, and he's just now to the point where he's a huge star. You, you, know you, I mean? you look, just look at the sheer fact that the guy is. I, I can't even think of uh, off the top of my head, and there, there might be one and I'm forgetting about it, but Stephanie, mm-hmm. tell me a time that you've seen a, ma- a main event of a pay-per-view. First of all, just, just in general, not be a title fight, but it's also mm-hmm. a main event of the pay-per-view, the only one of the year that happens at Madison Square Garden. So, right. so that, that knockout, oh, that's why I said that the MMA community for Darren Tilks, it's like, you know, people like you and myself, 
we're you right. know, starting to take notice of what the, what was going on with him. But you look at that knockout he had over Ben Askren. That's the whole reason why he's headlining on Saturday. Uh, exactly. It's, it's, it's so I totally agree with you. It's it's to, it's it, like no one knew like no one knew who the fuck Masvidal was. No one. I mean, unless you're unless you're like a super MMA fan like we are. Well, not many people are. We knew, but like people now, everyone knows who everyone knows who the fuck Jorge Masvidal is now, and it's because of Ben Askren. And so. Stephanie, I would I would love to hear your thoughts on this, right? So the the fight this past weekend is so fascinating for a couple different reasons. Number one being which the knockout over one of the people who was fighting this past weekend has led to um, Jorge Masvidal, as I, as we just spoke about being the headliner uh, of a huge, of the biggest card of the year without a title being online, an official title, if you will. We'll talk about the BMF later. But yeah. <laughs> in, this, in last weekend's card, his opponent, Damian Maya, was a guy who beat Jorge Masvidal in right. a three-round decision. And right. who knew about Jorge Masvidal when he lost to Damian Maya? Right. No one. Nobody. And, and nope. it just, it just affirms your point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's Jorge Masvidal is very fascinating to me because you know even with some of the faster rising you know stars in the UFC the the media darlings that I can think of Ronda and Connor being like the first two I could think of you know they've mm-hmm. been running through three to four opponents within their division before they had really taken a jump into ascending into the main the mainstream the limelight you know whatever you want to call it um, you look at Jorge Masvidal. You know, most people, uh, you know, even even MMA fans like us tend to forget. And you, you see it in the Singapore fight representing like almost the two halves of Jorge Masvidal is how I look at it. You have mm-hmm. a guy who most people don't realize because they think of the Askren knockout, the Till knockout. Um, these mm-hmm. are all very recent. And he hasn't even been in the welterweight division very long. And so you look mm-hmm. at Ben Askren, that represents one half of Masvidal's career. On the other mm-hmm. side of the ring, you have Damian Maya, who beat a guy that, you know, when you really look at the entirety of Jorge Masvidal's career, he's been in the UFC forever. He was in Strike Force before that. The guy was mm-hmm. on Kimbo Slice's freaking street fight tapes yep. back in the yep. day. And, yep. and, and it's just now, after two, two only two wins in, in, yeah. in, a, in what is a new division for him, because uh, just, just so that most of our fans know, Jorge actually spent the majority of his career at lightweight at 155. So mm-hmm. he has had three fights at welterweight, the first of which being Stephen Thompson, which he ended up losing in a five-round mm-hmm. decision, or three or five-round yeah. decision. I don't remember. Probably three. Um, I think it was three. Yeah, because it wasn't a title fight. Yeah, non-title fight, probably three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you, you, mm-hmm. We're assuming we're right here. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he, <laughs> according to him, and I watched a lot of his interviews on, on Joe Rogan's podcast and then just to the, the MMA media in general, and he talks about this, this almost spiritual rebirth that he has had. Um, outside of the ring and he in his own words has said that it started when his uh his manager is either Malky or Abraham Kawa I can't remember which one I think it's Abraham um Uh his manager I guess was having issues finding him a fight and convinced him to go on some reality tv show where it's uh from what I understand it's like a uh it's like a Latino survivor so yeah it's you saw that (laughs) yeah so Uh um you know, they're on, they're on, they're stranded on some island, they're separated into teams, they do challenges, whatever. And he claims that this was some of the most beautiful moments of his life because he was so separated from everyday life. 
so disconnected from um, the media, social media, all other stuff that he really be able to became in tune with himself and more importantly to the sport, the killer within himself. And yeah. so he labels his rebirth starting with the till fight. And you saw how that went. Yeah. Um, you, mm-hmm. you then that see, was very unexpected. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we'll, and we'll, 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 I'll get into that a little bit, uh, you know, because Stephanie knows Darren Till is my man's. And uh, so yeah. I'll probably be crying at the end of this podcast. But anyways, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very important to note, you know, that there's almost like two, two there's almost two separate halves to Jorge's career. There was, you know, this long and storied fighting career that he's had from the streets of Miami through Strike Force and through the UFC at 155. And then yeah. at 170, he started off with a little bit of a bump with, with Thompson, you know, kind of took some time to himself and then has reemerged as not just a, 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 a successful fighter, a devastating knockout artist, but a media darling, too. I mean, the way that yeah. uh, and, and it's and it's perfect timing for Jorge. I want to also talk about. You know, how uh, the UFC being now put into the ESPN media market has yeah. for guys like Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz and others who are, who are very prominent at the time of this ownership happening for the yeah. uh, for the UFC. We've seen it all. It's They've huge. It all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, it's 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 unbelievable to see um, his rise. Sure. I'm a huge fan sure. of his. And, uh, you know, so 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 Stephanie. And he's now um, number number three in welterweight. Like, he's, he's he's number three, and yeah. so so should we just get right into the card? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Let's do it. There's, oh, there's drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Okay, so Stephanie, uh, I'm going to let you have the floor first, and and just like we discussed, we're going to talk about the main event first, and then we're going to do a little fun game at the end to. Uh, uh, help us uh, give everybody our picks for the rest of the card. So, Stephanie, we have. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna remind everybody of, of what we have going on this weekend, and then I want you to give us your analysis on the fight and your prediction. So, got it, Let's ladies and it. gentlemen. Just if you didn't hear me the first time, I want to make sure you hear me now. Say loud it again and clear. for the people in the back. Oh, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it loud, and I'm gonna say it so <laughs> proud because I am so excited this Saturday. At Madison Square Garden, the mecca of fighting, we have Jorge Gamebred Masvidal versus the pride of Stockton, Mr. Nathan Diaz. So this Ooh. fight, just, just to talk, tell our listeners a little bit about the, the belt that's on the line, if you will. Um, <laughs> Nate Diaz, and this will kind of touch into the inception of this fight. First of all, I would like to point out that on the first podcast I did for this, this group that we now have called Words of MMA, everybody go follow our page, I yes, predicted please. that this fight would happen. And this was post the Masvidal uh, Askren knockout and pre-Nate's mm-hmm. fight with Anthony Pettis. So I'm just going to mention that. So even before I predicted that this fight would happen, Nate Diaz gets in the ring with Anthony Pettis at the last UFC event that he was on. It was a pay-per-view event. It was a wonderful card. Believe Which it was, was a the hell end. of a battle too. Believe, a believe is right. Great fight, heck of a battle. Kudos to Pettis. Uh, but at the end of that fight, it was almost as if I was standing next to him, whispering into his ear, "Nate, call out Ore, call out Ore right now." And guess what? Nate got out there and said, "He said I'm going to be defending my belt, the baddest motherfucker <laughs> belt, against Jorge Masvidal." So um, that was. It wasn't just my psychic conception that created that fight. It was Nate speaking it into existence. 
And then also we now have a belt that's being produced by the UFC. Um, which is just amazing, the, which is right. just absolutely amazing. It's like, there's no championship belt here. It's just, just the belt that was created for this. It, you know, Stephanie, let's, let's, fight. The, we, you know, I almost want to just take a, just take a brief second to talk about this belt and, and how historic this is. I mean, first of all, first of all, like we just spoke about, this is the first time that I can think about where there's been a main event on easily the biggest card of the year in the biggest venue in the world um, mm-hmm. where it isn't headlined by a title fight. Granted, there isn't a title mm-hmm. fight on the card, but right. no, they, uh-uh. not only is there no title fight, but they have created a belt that does not stand for the champion of any division. That, I certainly yeah. can tell you without a shred of a doubt, has never happened in any sport. Nope. Ever. Nope. 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 And so, it's just two OGs, just two OGs going at it. And Stephanie, Stephanie, what, for. what do you feel about like the belt having a belt that isn't representative of a weight, of a weight champion? What, like, give me your thoughts on it. I'm just curious. So, okay, just because it doesn't re- represent like a championship to me, it represents something. Like, like I said, though, though it's two OGs, two guys that have been in the game for okay. like since it started. Right? Mm-hmm. They've been in it forever. It's like that it's their championship because they deserve it. They're they've seen it all. Like they see they've been they've been here from since day one, right? And they've just been been through the trenches and they're finally like getting to the point in their careers where like you you know what I mean, look at where they are. So that to me, that's what the, the this belt represents. It's like just two fucking badass OGs that finally got to where they wanted to go. I, you know what I, mean? I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Stephanie, and I want to tell you a, a separate reason why I love it so much. Um, I've always felt like in fighting, it's, it, the, this is one of the reasons why I love it so much, and another reason why I'm so sympathetic to the individuals who never get that belt put around their waist is, Stephanie, mm-hmm. I, and, and you and I could name a bazillion fighters, so we, I, I won't even start in that, but you can think of, and I certainly can think of, a, mi- a million names of fighters that we have personally been fans of who have never had a belt around their waist. And mm-hmm. that, that is, it's, it's heartbreaking in a sense that as fans of the sport, we realize that first of all, this isn't a team sport. You, yeah. you know, it's only one person going out there against one other person. Also, yep. this isn't the, the championship itself is not an accumulation of like a season or a schedule or like a set of matches or anything like that. It's one night. It's one fight. It's, any man's night on the night and so when you think about it right and and so when you really think about it and you really understand the 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 unpredictability of of deciding a champion or a championship in one night and one bout you have to understand that there is a little bit of luck that plays into it to a small regard just because you, you have to at least have luck on your side you might not have to get lucky but you have to at least have luck on your side to go win a champion championship or defend one and so, right. so with that being said, you know, there are there's so many fighters and two of whom I could think of who are two guys that, you know, I would love to see have a belt around their waist. Also, mm-hmm. when you look at the situation at welterweight or you look at the situation at lightweight, you know, the, the champion, the, the, the belt picture, if you will, on both sides. I mean, it's being held up by a champion who can't come to contractual agreements with the second person up or you have one person ducking the other. I mean. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and if I'm being honest, Conor McGregor threw a huge wrench and, and stunk up what was going on at the lightweight division for a long time. That yeah. created, you know, there's a lot of stagnation, I guess you could say, at the top level of both lightweight and welterweight. So, 
to see the UFC come up with a way to celebrate and recognize two guys who are career warriors for this company. Yeah. Career I, I, warriors. I, that is the, that's that's the, that's just the perfect description. Wasn't, that, wasn't that a good one? I can't even believe yeah, I just came up with that off the cuff. I have a good one every now and then, and that might be my one for the day. <laughs> so witty. So witty. My man. My man. You know, so, so career warriors, though. I mean, you know what? I, if they had seen Stephanie, if I had mystified myself into Dana White's ear that night, we'd have the career warrior belt, not the BMF belt, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Stop it. I'll wait, till the, I'll wait till the next McGregor fight. We can put the career warrior belt on the line. But a Stephanie, fight which I will not be watching, by the way. But oh, we'll okay, whatever. Yeah, thank you so much. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Trying, trying to stay civil here. Trying to stay civil here. <laughs> Stephanie, tell me, tell me about the fight. Tell me how it goes, and tell me who wins. Okay, so as we all know, or as everyone all, as we all should know, I am a huge Diaz fan. Huge, 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 huge Diaz brothers, Nate Diaz. I uh, I know that very well from his eight. rivalry with Conor McGregor, but I'm yeah. gonna just be quiet and be polite. So go ahead. The first one to whoop, put the put an ass whooping on him. Uh, anyway, so did you did you did you just hit yourself there? Like, what, what was that pat I heard just now, Stephanie? It was me clapping. Oh, that was you clapping. Okay, cool. Yeah, just want to make sure you didn't hurt yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so anyways, uh, back to Diaz Masvidal. Yeah. Um, so come come back down here, speculation because I read a lot. I read a lot of the you know the, the comments and stuff on everything and sure. And I, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, and I think even you said this. Uh, Masvidal is going to knock Diaz out. Nobody's knocking out Nate Diaz. Let's just uh, let's just uh, okay okay. Right. Well, come you... on, nobody's knocking out Nate Diaz. Okay okay. Nobody. You know what? I never said that. Show me a quote. But keep going. I'm, I'm I trying think to you be... did. Like if I, I, you know, I I'll, think, I'll let me I go think. through. When we're done here, I'll go through the the thread and oh and oh 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 you're gonna it. call me out and don't have a quote yeah. prepared. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Stephanie. But nobody uh, tell everybody your lies. Go ahead, go ahead. Nobody's gonna knock out Nate Diaz. This is okay. gonna be a fucking dog fight. We already know that. That's why everybody's so excited That's about this. It's two two guys are gonna beat each other bloody. And but I think I think it's gonna go down like this. I mm-hmm. think that it's gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict. Diaz by decision. Diaz by decision. I think this fight yeah. goes to the end. I do. Because it's just two fucking warriors. Two fu- two warriors that are not going to stop. Uh, that's, that's, that's agreed. Um, and so, that's also, also d- despite what, you, uh, what, what you're claiming that I said, um, I do not think <laughs> Nate Diaz is going to get knocked out. But again, I'll, I'll let you finish your prediction. But He's not going to get knocked out. I think no. Diaz is going to win on, on – win, points on the ground right i think he's gonna get some he's gonna land some great takedowns oh, you you think you think he's gonna take hori into the ground i do really i do i think he'll land a good he'll land some takedowns i do i do and and well, let, me ask, let me ask you a question because i I'm, I'm a little bit shocked to hear you say that um because i i couldn't see that happening just given the way nate's fought over the last couple of years but let me ask you a question so if, if you're because I, I, I want to dive a little deeper into this as far as in your perspective. So do you think that Nate is going to start the fight looking for takedowns or do you think no. he's going to try to wear Masvidal down and take, like walk me yeah. through what you think the strategy is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I know he's not going to, this fight is absolutely going to start on the, on the ground, on the feet for sure. Right. For sure. I think, I, I think he'll, he'll look for opportunities where he, where he mm-hmm. can 
land some takedowns. But ultimately, yeah, I think he, I think he's gonna wear him down. Like we see, like Nate, Nate just starts to warm up and like first or second in the second round. Sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he's gonna wear him down. I think he's gonna wear him down, and then in those later rounds, he's gonna start landing some really good good takedowns. And um, yeah. So so when he like, so when he so when he takes him to the ground, because I want to take this another step further, because I'm just. Um, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, cause it's a very, very, I want to say this to our listeners, I could see this happening. So I'm, I'm almost a little bit intrigued by your thought process because I'm walking down it myself. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. takes him to the ground and let's say the third, fourth, fifth, maybe fourth and fifth, whatever. He gets him on I'm the gonna ground. I'm going to say it's starting around the third. He's going to, he's lo- starting to look for those, those. Right. You know. And, and, and just, just so some of all of our listeners are aware, um, when it comes to the ground game, um, a lot of people uh, that I've been seeing online today and then, uh, you know, in weeks previous who we were predicting this fight, you know, always say that, you know, Jorge is really good on the ground. People don't know how good he is in grappling exchanges, you know, things of that nature. And I'm not doubting that. But one thing that everybody knows is that Nathan Diaz is a black belt in jujitsu. He is the real deal. Holy field on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. Stephanie, my question to you is this. You stated that you think that this is going to go to a five-round decision and Nate's mm-hmm. going to win on the points. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that Nate is just going to put him on the ground and beat the hell out of him? Or do you think that he's going to try to submit him? Or do you think he has the ability to submit him? Tell me about what you think I think he's going to try to submit him. I think he's going to try to submit him. And I wouldn't be shocked if he if he does end up submitting him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ground and pound. Neither would I. I. I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening too much. I think Jorge's a little too uh, too tough for that. I don't see that happening. Or too savvy, you know? Sure. But submission, submission, I can see that happening. I can see that going down. There's no, there's no, there's no way in hell that that anyone can say that Masvidal's gonna be better on the ground than the Nate Diaz. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that point. Um uh, in the same in the same regard that you just uh, you know sort of justified that opinion, which is um, they go to the ground. Nate stands on top of him and tries to mount him. I see Masvidal being tricky enough to be able to pull something that might endanger him on the ground, even though it's kind of hard to think about. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you're looking at the different exchanges that can happen on the ground, um, Nate's safest positions are going to be going for, for his back, um, trying to secure his, his wrist and shoulder to manipulate the head, um, pull him into his legs to try to maybe work on a triangle. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things that he can work on that don't open him up for any sort of strikes or any sort of trickery that Masvidal might have. So yeah. that is, that's ultimately why I would agree with you there. Um, but Masvidal's going to land some, pro- some pretty damn good shots too. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not denying that for a second. We know that, that I just think that Diaz is going to be able to eat him because that's what he does. <laughs> Oh, you know, so so I thank you. I think that that was, uh, first of all, it was a very astute prediction of exactly how you see that fight going. And mm-hmm. um, ultimately, we have from Stephanie a five-round decision in the favor of the pride of Stockton, Nathan yep. Diaz. Gotta go with my California boy. But, 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 Stephanie, you know, I, I'm I, I'm having flashbacks to <laughs> the last time we were on this channel and the last time we were predicting the main card of a fight, and I got bad news for you, my sister. I got bad yeah. news for you. 
I know, you know what you're gonna say, what you're gonna oh. say, whatever it is that you're gonna say, it's only because you're a Diaz hater. Because do he, you know, he's your boy. do you know what Stephanie. I'm gonna tell you to do, Stephanie? I'm gonna tell you to say hello to my little friend. I am going to tell you. So just so all of you know, uh, Masvidal came to the press conference dressed as Scarface, and that was why I did my really horrible Alejandro <laughs> Cubano uh, impression just there. But let me let me let me just I, I want to be honest with you and all of our listeners. This is a fight that literally could go either way. You know, I came out yeah, pretty really hard. Could. I came out pretty hard for Israel. Pretty hard is a is a is an understatement. I came out. <laughs> You know, all flying colors for Israel Adesanya to win that last fight. Obviously, like always, I'm right. Um, We're not going to talk then... about that because you guys pissed me off that night. Okay. Well, Stephanie, we've, we, you know, just so all of our listeners know, we've exchanged apologies, but Stephanie's quite one to hold the grudge on all of us. So God help us all. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to state lightly that, you know, I, a lot of the predictions that I make come to truth, come to pass. But this, this I particular like night. Anyways, uh, it sounded like somebody coughed, but nobody heard what they said. Anyways, uh, so th- on this particular evening, I-, I just have to be honest with all of our listeners. I actually cannot tell you that I'm going to give you one of your typical Mystic Cat predictions, like, you know, put it in the bank, sign it on the books. It's going to happen. Um, so I have to preface that even though I'm going to give you a prediction just because, uh, you know, that's that's just something that. We have to do on this channel. We have to give you an opinion. We have to pick a winner. We have to tell you how it gets done. I'm going to say that to you, but I want everybody to know, regardless of any of the, the lies that Stephanie might pull out or the quotes that she might say that I said, Diaz, I, I actually, I remember saying this to you, Stephanie. Diaz cannot, you could hit that boy <laughs> over the head with a two by four with a nail poking out the side of it, and you, yeah. you're never going to stop him. He's a marauder. The guy yeah. is an absolute zombie when it comes to eating shots. And, yeah. you know, when you look at when you when you stack the two of them up together, um, there are certain things that concern me about Diaz when it comes to Masvidal. Number one is just their um, size difference. Um, yeah. Masvidal, yeah. Masvidal is like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, uh, Diaz is 6'1". Masvidal has a 73-inch reach. I believe Nate has a 75-inch reach. Mm-hmm. Um, now longer fighters like, uh, wonder boy Thompson is the first person I can think of in my mind. Damian Maya is a pretty long guy as well, have given mm-hmm. him issues in the past, but yeah, the they reason, keep them at a range distance. right. But the reason why it's hard to really apply those things to Nate in particular is because, you know, you look at the way the wonder boy fights. I mean, it kind of, kind of, he's always moving backwards, always moving backwards, always moving mm-hmm. side to side. He runs from you the whole fight, and then he hits you and he moves, and he hits you and he moves. Yeah. He's very much, very much karate taekwondo style. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just pick and poke, pick and poke, pick and poke, move, move, move. So you know, that's not Nate's style. Nate comes mm-hmm. forward at you. Nate just throws a collection of punches. Um, Pressure. You know, he 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 risks taking big hits to open up rhythm points for him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one one thing that I I describe Nate Diaz to just about everybody uh, as is. He is a like he is a fighter that has to or when he does achieve what is called a state of flow, when he is just flowing, he's throwing a high number of shots. I mean, he's when he's in that flow motion, he's the best fighter in the world. You look at yeah. the Michael, you look at the Michael Johnson fight. Look at I hate to say it, look at the first McGregor fight. Yeah, when you get him in when you enter Nate Diaz land, which is you're tired. He's not. He's throwing yeah. slaps and punches at you at will. He's the uh-huh. best fighter on the mat. 
I'll yeah. be the first person to tell you that. So yeah. ultimately, you know, when you look at this fight, it's so hard to pick because, you know, it, it, he doesn't fight a style that necessarily is dangerous to Masvidal, which kind of negates the fact that he's the bigger guy because he's also not the bigger puncher. Masvidal's the bigger puncher. Yeah. Masvidal's the more polished striker. Um, Masvidal, in my opinion, again, we talked about the halves of his career. With the kind of surgeons that he's having right now, um, it's it's very hard for me to you know bet against the guy. But one thing I that we've seen in his last two fights as a part of this resurgence, if you will, is they're both flashy knockouts against guys who have the ability to be knocked out, have been knocked out before, or excuse me, Askren had never lost before. But yeah. you know, you, you look at the way that Askren went into any other MMA fight that he's ever done. He puts his head down low, jumps right yeah. into something. Masvidal, Masvidal strategized it. for that. Yeah, he knew it. He knew it. he landed that knee so fucking perfect. Right. I was so pissed. Was oh so my pissed. god, I was I was screaming like the rest of the world. I was just absolutely just losing it. Um, but you know, and, and you look at the fight with Till. Um, you know, Masvidal, uh, he's a guy that actually prefers distance because he likes to use distance to set up his striking. Um, the Askren fight really isn't a good depiction of him because Askren is such a one-dimensional fighter. He knew he was going to dive low on him at the very beginning. Yep, so he set up a perfectly yep. timed knee. And if, that was a one in 100 shot and he hit it on the, one th- one, the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, when you look at the Till fight, Till kept him at a distance, and Masvidal, uh, you know, Till played that little hand feint game with him. Masvidal kind of, you know, uh, peppered him with shots more so just to see where Till would land after he threw those hands, and then he bum-rushed him and hit him with that overhand left, and it was lights out. Lights so, the out. Fight, so the fight that he's going to have with Nate is going to be totally different than anything that we've seen in this resurgence era of Masvidal. But the reason why I am going with Mr. Three-Piece in the soda, Mr. Scarface, <laughs> the American werewolf in London, is because if you look at the resurgence of Jorge Masvidal, let's just stick to that narrative for one second. Uh-huh. What is the one thing that you've seen in both of his last fights that have ultimately won him those fights? That uh-huh. would be the fact that he went in there with a very specific strategy and he True. executed on the night. Now, True. Stephanie, True. I know this but is, is there some, but, the, but is there? But is he is he going to be able to pull something like that on Nate Diaz? I don't think so. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you what, Stephanie. This, this is a different this competition, gonna, man. This is this is going to hurt your feelings, and I want it to. So I'm dancing around right oh, now in my living room God. as I'm saying it. Do you know mm-hmm. what Masvidal is going to do? He's going to do exactly what the last guy who kicked Nate's ass did, which was he went in there with a strategy. And he executed. That being Conor McGregor in that, McGregor he did not DS2. win that. He did not win that. Conor fight, went though. in there and that. That, was a, that was a question. He rearranged his throw. face and he went in there with a plan and executed. Because guess what? Nate Diaz is not a guy with a plan. He goes in there and puts himself out, knowing that yeah, I agree with you. He can't get knocked out. Yeah, he doesn't get tired. But you know what? There's a reason why the guy's face looks like it's melting off the corner of it. It's because <laughs> the, the notorious Conor McGregor already rearranged his face. And you know what, Stephanie? If I'm being frank with you, the amount of five more tissue... seconds in that fight, and Conor Conor would have gotten knocked the fuck out again. Anyways, my turn. My turn. So, with all the scar tissue that is left over from what's left of his face from that fight, I have a feeling that Jorge is going to open up one of those little puddles of blood, and we could see a stoppage. So. 
I'm going to go so far to give you guys a Mystic Cab prediction. I'm going to go a little bit bold, even though I'm going to tell you I can't lock in the winner. I'm going to say that Jorge Masvidal wins this fight in the beginning of the fifth round because they stop it for a doctor stoppage. It's going to be a TKO loss because Nate's bleeding too much. So that is my prediction. Take okay. it or okay. leave it. All right, all right. It's all just right. that's just that's just what it is. That's just how it's gonna go, Stephanie. And I'm sorry I had to have you relive what was probably the worst night of your life when Conor McGregor took Nate Diaz's soul. But it he is what not. it is. He did not. He did not. He didn't even win. That was such a questionable decision win. Like that wasn't like that. It was not like the first fight where it was a clear cut ass whooping. That was not like it was a questionable decision win. And you fucking know it. You just can't admit it because you're a fangirl. Uh, oh, oh, and you're not, and you're not, okay, and you're not. How I'm dare not a you? Conor McGregor fangirl. No, that's all you. Oh my god. Okay, you know what? Yes, I am a Conor McGregor fangirl, and I'm okay with it. But go ahead and admit that you're a Diaz fangirl, Stephanie. And I am so, a Diaz fangirl. I am. I am. And, and and so so Stephanie, why don't we lead this into uh, playing the little game that we that we discussed? Should I describe it, to everybody? Yeah. No. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. All right. So Stephanie, Stephanie is going to be playing our uh, our MC for this game, and uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a uh, a who's next or what's next. So we have um, uh, a bunch of other really good fights on the main card that we're just going to cruise through. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Steph- through one of them. Stephanie is going to ask me who I think is going to win and who I think is going to lose, and then the next thing I'm going to respond is who is next for the winner and what is next for the loser. So, Stephanie, uh, why don't you get started? Why don't you ask me the first fight that you want to ask me about that's all on the card? All right. Let's go through the card first. Other than, okay, so we know we have Diaz-Masvidal. We have uh, Gastelum versus Till. And then we have Thompson versus Luque. Mm-hmm. And then we have Derek Lewis and Ivanov, which that, like, I love Derek Lewis. I love. Oh, my black beast. I love the beast. <laughs> favorite, yes, favorite he, account on Instagram. Favorite account on Dude, Instagram. he's hilarious. He's so hilarious. funny. Oh, and then the Lee versus Gillespie, which was added late. Um, yeah, I remember that. And yeah, as far as the undercard goes, I think the only main one there is uh, Anderson versus Johnny Walker. And then um, I'm a little bummed that there's not any, any uh, more... Uh, women's fights on this card only was, um, you know what's Tiffany, it's, i'm glad you bring that up i was a little surprised that there wasn't a women's battle yeah. in the main card. yeah i mean maya versus i don't know how to say her name chikugian chikigian i don't know i mean it's a mm. good flyweight bout but i would expect another really good women's fight like i was i was really bummed about that like this is such a big card like it would be it would would have been I feel like I feel like on day. every pay per view card that we've had, like since the like Rousey home fight, there's been a, a, a women's bout yeah. on the main card. So this is a lot. Yeah, and like the women's divisions are stacked. Like it's not like they don't have enough talent and enough draw to like put one on a, on this card. I don't know. I don't know what what the deal with that was. But and I and I know we've got uh, we've got uh, Nunez and Durandamy uh, on the main card of this December fight. Correct. Yeah. 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 Which that should be interesting. That's that's, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right, Stephanie. So who's okay. next? What's next? So who's next? What's next? Uh, Gasolum versus Till. Uh, oh, man. What's, up? what's up with that? Oh, this one hits deep. Uh, so <laughs> so let's uh, let me let me talk to uh, talk to our winner first. And God help me. This hurts so bad. But uh, Kelvin Gasolum, uh, let me tell you. Oh, wow. Who's, 
Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Let me, let, I'm trying to refrain from having a, a emotional breakdown right now, but I'll have that here in a second. So Interesting Kelvin, to hear you say that. I'm, I want to hear, I want to hear about this. Mm, yep. You're going to, you're going to hear about it. Just uh, try to keep it together. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Kelvin, my man, um, let me tell you who is next for you. Um, first of all, you need to uh, align yourself for a rematch with Izzy now that he is uh, the official undisputed champion. Um, I also would not be surprised with Paulo Costa being out for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. If you come out as the winner of this fight, that you maybe wait for that rematch. Uh, I, I don't see why um, after a fight like this on the main card of Madison Square Garden that you would jump in against a guy like Yoel Romero and take a risk of getting further away from a championship. So, Kelvin, you win this fight, man. You just won against a big name against on the biggest card of the year. You sit back and have the UFC call you, especially if you put on a convincing performance. I don't see any reason for you to take a, a, a Romero fight, which would be the only one that would make sense other than Israel. Mm-mm. Now, oh, about Let's oh, hear about Darren, <laughs> Darren, good boy. Fuck, man, I remember when he smoked Cowboy. You just fucking beat the shit out of him, and then you came out there and you said you didn't give a fuck about anybody else. You didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and then, like, I remember I woke up like now. six o'clock in the morning to watch you walk out to Sweet Carolina for the first time in Liverpool. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm getting like emotional again just thinking about it. <laughs> and then, oh god, and then you were about to fight Tyron Woodley for the title, and I bought a Liverpool jersey that said Till on the back. Oh, man. I've never really spoken about that publicly. I still have it. Um, and I was wearing it in my uh, in my boxers, in my living room, screaming your name at midnight. And you fucking didn't even throw a punch in that fight. God damn it, Darren. Um, can we just say can we just say that that's the one that I called that you said do you, can, I just want to remind you of that. I was you like, know what? I'm already know, as you can as you can tell, I'm already a little upset, Stephanie. So if you could just not just talk for the for record, second, I'd just for the record. Okay. I'm just trying. Right. Okay, just, just just be my therapist right now. Just listen. Just had to, me. to throw that in there, you know. Yep. Yeah. And of course you did. Of course you did. Kick a man while he's down. Anyways, Darren, my sweet Darren. Hey, that's what I do. Darren, <laughs> this was a mistake. I want to, you know, honestly, all motions aside, I want to talk about that. This was a mistake. I, I, you know, I never thought that you know the weight was ultimately the issue for Darren. I thought that like his his his. It just just his overall game is very one-sided i mean he's he's a yeah. he's a very uh you know people when when he was going into the wonder boy fight and coming out of the cowboy fight i mean people were were hailing him as like the best striker in mma i think he was also yeah. hailing himself as that but you know yeah. you, you've seen him in his last two bouts which have both been mm-hmm. losing bids and the reason being is the guys who are fighting him figure him out pretty quickly yeah, you know, he right. You up. can't be that one-dimensional in the UFC, man. You'll get figured out quick. Well, you figured out. exactly. You know, and and Tyron Woodley figured out that he's looking for that drops. Uh, you know, uh, straight left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mazadal also did the same thing, and and Darren gets very cocky in his stance with his chin held up high. He he yeah. he ba- he motions backwards with his hands up, which is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and also, he doesn't have a variety of of, of weapons that make you double think that he's going to do something other than wait to throw that straight left. So with a guy who is as athletic and as talented as Darren Till is, and more importantly, as young as he is, I would really want to see as far as what's next for him. I would love to see him, you know, go uh, into another middleweight fight, something that's a little bit more manageable, maybe start working with other coaches to improve different aspects of his game. 
Uh, I do think that this fight was a mistake because if you look at Kelvin Gastelum, I mean, he is a guy, you know, Stephanie, I think I said this to you before. I mean, I think it's like a worse version of Masvidal, you know, it's, it's like a bigger Masvidal. He fights sort of like Masvidal. He's an incredible striker. He's got big hands. He's not cutting any way. I think this fight was a mistake. So that's yeah. what I, we saw. We saw what Gastelum was able to do with with uh, with Israel. I mean, yeah, he ended up losing that fight. But right, you know. So okay. so so with that being said, it's not like I don't think Darren has a has a shot of knocking him out. But Darren, I just want you to know if you ever hear this, brother, I love you and I will be rooting for you. But I just don't <laughs> think you're going to win this fight. So let's move on to the next that's one. That's interesting that you say that too, because I <laughs> I was I was I thought you would be so about till because with him moving up he's going to be stronger he's going to have more power so Stephanie, I, I i'm trying this new thing where i'm trying this new thing where i don't lie to myself or my listeners and <laughs> you know it's <laughs> it's hurting my soul right now so can we can we please move on to the next fight okay let's move on to the next fight next Tell me fight. Another one. okay we got uh we got uh wonder boy adorable who is absolutely adorable i i, I love him i, I would uh, agree I, I think he's an adorable guy go ahead though. he's such a sweetheart <laughs> and like i just i adore him <laughs> oh my god i just want to squeeze him yeah, he's just a cute guy but anyways go ahead <laughs> okay thompson versus luke okay um it. so the winner of this fight is going to be stephen thompson and for those of you who yeah, are my for those of you who are my gambling degenerates, and I will do a rerun of my picks just so that all of you have them, because I know some of you are going to scroll through to the very end to hear my picks so you can go bet on it. And God bless you for that. Anyways. Hard <laughs> that literally can go either way. Um, but on just about every fight is what I mean. But with Thompson... Um, I think that he's going to win this fight. And so we'll go ahead and just talk about what's next for him. So what's next for Steven Thompson, okay. Steven Thompson's in a, in a pretty interesting situation. I think that he's still in the top 10. I think he's number nine at this point coming off a loss to Anthony Pettis. So, you know, if you be uh, Luke, the problem is, is that he's ranked, I think 14 uh, or 15, something like that. Do you know, Stephanie? Um, Luke is ranked 14, 14 yes. right? and Thompson is not. So, so mm-hmm. you know, a win over Luke doesn't really do much for you. And I think, uh, you know, Thompson just wanted to be on the MSG card, which is why the kind of odd pairing happened to begin with. But I'll get yeah. to that in a second. Um, so, you know, if I'm Thompson, it's really interesting. If you look at, let's say Jorge wins this fight, right? Uh, Jorge uh-huh. wins this fight. Jorge's probably going to challenge for the welterweight title. Jorge wins mm-hmm. that title. Uh, Wonder Boy's got a win over Jorge. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that it's going to be an immediate thing, though, because, you know, I just think that you're going to have too many guys within the top five that are going to kind of compete for the next shot. But if I'm um, if I'm Wonder Boy, I'm looking to take a stab at somebody in the top five. I know that I'm a, top, a tough fight for just about anybody there. Um, yeah. And and quite honestly, I might be looking for the loser of the BMF fight. Yeah, yeah, so, I could see that. So there's that, and then there's Luke. Let's talk hmm. about my man, uh, Vincenzo Luque, or whatever the heck his name is. Vincente. 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 <laughs> Forgive me. Oh Forgive me, God. Vincente. Don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing with Luque. Uh, you know, I um, the way that I'm looking at the 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 you know what what's next for uh, Luque is. Yeah, look, man, I think that you were uh, a, a willing opponent who wanted to go in against uh, a guy that literally nobody in that division wants to fight just because of his fighting style, which I described earlier. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very annoying fighting style, and unless you land a big shot like Anthony Pettis did, 
mm-hmm. you'll be looking for that shot all night because he's just not there. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Luke comes out of this fight. I don't see him winning impressively, but let's just say, let's do two, two scenarios. Let's say he, he <laughs> loses the fight, has a good performance. Then at 14, I look at a guy who's right. Obviously, you're not going to go above Stephen Thompson. But at mm-hmm. 9 or 10, you've got Santiago Ponzinibbio, which I think injuries have held him out for quite a while, but the guy's on a six or seven fight win streak in that division. So mm-hmm. that fight makes sense to me. Uh, if he has a poor outing, um, you know, I think you look at, uh, um, what was, what's the guy who's 15? He's right behind him. His name is Gilbert Burns. He's a, uh, also a Brazilian. He's, mm-hmm. a, uh, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. That's an interesting fight to me. So that's what's next for Luke. Luke, okay. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Lewis versus Ivanov. Mm. There. Okay, let's talk about my man. My Popeye's chicken eating. The Instagram posting the black beast, the black beast <laughs> Derek Lewis, my main man. Uh, my man. <laughs> I don't know anybody who isn't a big fan of this guy. Oh, um, he's hilarious. You know. His his, his post fight interviews in the cage. <laughs> my, balls yeah, so my balls funny. was hot. <laughs> my balls was hot. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on the we're on the Rousey fine ass set. There's there's too many good <laughs> there's too many good sound bites from this guy. Um, but uh, uh, here's who's next for Derek Lewis. Um, you know, I think that you know, with a with a win over Ivanov, um, you're looking at you know a top five guy. Um, I don't know that that there's anybody that he's going to want to fight other than maybe like JDS because he's already beaten Volkov. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a fight though. He that... even beat Ngannou, didn't he? Uh, Derek Lewis did. Derek Lewis beat Ngannou in, if you remember, the most boring heavyweight, yeah. advertised heavyweight slugfest it's, of all time. Yeah, it's because it's because he was just coming off of that loss to Stipe, uh, right? Yeah, so on on Ngannou's scared. side, it was the loss of Stipe, loss of confidence. You can just see mm-hmm. it in the way that he fought. And then with Lewis, yeah. Lewis has always had these nagging back injuries that have held him back from his typical explosiveness in the ring. Um, and I think he could barely move that fight. I mean, it was the same thing in the Volkov fight. He barely moved in that fight, got teed off the entire time, landed a big right that ended the fight late in, or ended the fight late in the, uh, in the match. So, um, yeah. you know, who's next for him? Here's, here's what I'm going to say. This is actually a, 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 a official mystic cab prediction. Um, right, let's hear it. I have a strange feeling that at the Moscow bout, which I believe is next weekend, uh, Alexander Volkov is going to fight a guy who Derek Lewis has already called out and said that he would like to put his hands on him the way that he has on other women. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, it's Greg Hardy. It's oh. Greg Hardy. He comes off a loss to Volkov and looks somewhat compa- uh, like competitive in that fight. Yeah. First of all, not only does that fight have all the juice to be built up upon and marketed and promoted, but he's already called the guy out. They're two Mm -hmm. big menacing heavyweights that throw Mm -hmm. big hands. Mahardy for everything that he is, is a marketable guy. That's the fight to make. So that's who's next for Derek Lewis. Yeah. Um, I like, what do you think about that? That That was pretty tight. Wasn't it? That was tight. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to get behind you on that one. Okay. Okay. I'm uh, with we're, it. I'm with we're, it. we're agreeing on something for once. Yeah. It's a little weird. I feel strange. Um, <laughs> even though, <laughs> <so>, my <laughs> man Blagoy. You know, I actually think Volkov. If, if um, you know, if Volkov was was to lose this fight coming up next week, and I think Volkov is a great. I don't opponent think. For I him. don't think he's gonna lose though. D- D- Greg Hardy's a clown. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know see what the him fuck losing. He's doing. He does not belong in the UFC. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and and you know, Stephanie, once you get outside like the top three or four heavyweights, the division is just so thin. Um, you know, it's just mm-hmm. uh, if Ivanov takes this loss, um, you know, I kind of see him not falling out of the UFC entirely, but I see him falling into obscurity as to like, you know, he's not going to be on like the main card of any fight yeah. for a very long time yeah. unless he goes through a tear of nobody's at, at heavyweight. I mean, that's just how thin that division is. Yeah. And if he wasn't fighting Derek Lewis, he'd be nowhere near a main card of any fight. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately for, for our, our good gut buddy Blagoy or however you uh, pronounce the gentleman's name, mm-hmm. um, what's next doesn't seem like it's too good for you. Yeah. Right. All right. So what other ones do we have, Stephanie? We have Lee versus Gillespie. Oh, my other lock for the weekend. So my other lock for the weekend is Gregor Gillespie over Kevin Lee. So Gregor Gillespie, Gregor Gillespie wins this fight. Um, you know, it, it's, it's such a talent rich lightweight division. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest with myself and knowing about the guy, I mean, he's, he might be one of the most, like, he seems like the nicest dude in the world. Yeah, Extremely humble. Does. Doesn't like calling out people. Mm-hmm. The only thing he brags about is what a good fisherman yeah, he is, right, uh, right. which is, which is like, which is like kind of cute in a weird way. Like, you know, like yeah. it's like adorable, but like, it is, uh, it's adorable. It's, heart, it's heartwarming because it, right? <laughs> in a sport that's just all shit talk and disrespect. And he's just this like quiet little, I just want to go fishing. <laughs> it's so cute. Right. So, so, you know, um, uh, you know, so what's, you know, a lot of the, the reason why I bring that up, though, more importantly, is that, you know, the lightweight division is kind of created in this sort of Conor McGregor realm where everybody's talking shit God, about everybody so and all the call outs are so all the call outs are, are the ones that ultimately create fights. Yeah. So where does Gregor Gillespie fit in the top 10 of that division is a really interesting question. Um, I think that ultimately what it's going to come down to is if Conor is actually going to take a fight with either Justin Gaethje or Cowboy at the beginning of next year and just hold your 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 freaking negative comments for one second (laughs) and just hear me out i honestly think gregor should get the shot of the odd man out at that whether that's gaichi or whether that's uh cowboy whoever it is give the guy somebody in the top five i mean he is just such a high level wrestler that i would like to like to see him fight a cowboy or a gaichi either one beginning of next year after defeating kevin lee so that's who's next for him what's next for kevin lee kevin this is a similar situation that i would say to Darren Till in the sense that this was the wrong guy for you to try, you know, coming back into a division. I mean, for Darren, it was the wrong guy to pick moving into middleweight for you. I know you used to compete at lightweight, but you're now working with Faraz Sahabi and you're trying to do a little bit of a reboot on your career. First of all, I think you maybe should have spent a little bit more time there before you came back and, 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 you know, jump back into the lightweight division. And on top of that, (laughs) taking, taking on the most the guy who might be the most the most talented wrestler in mma mm. we just really don't know yet because he hasn't competed against the the top of the tier yet yeah. um but a lot of people hail him as being that um you know i just think that this wasn't i think there were a lot more you know uh you think there were better a lot better matchups to come back into you know what i mean yeah 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 so, yeah, so, but maybe he you just know, what's, wanted, what's next for Kevin Lee? Maybe he just wanted on this Ugh. card, too, like you said, you know, because it's such a big card, he, you know. Uh, you know, it. yeah, May, maybe. Uh, but, you know, as far as what's next, I, I really couldn't tell you an opponent. If he loses a lightweight, again, this isn't like – it's not like, you know, 
he's stepping into a new weight division. He's been here before. Yeah. He takes a loss to a guy who's ranked lower than he is at lightweight. It's not a really great look. And, you know, luckily, I really enjoy listening to Kevin Lee speak. I think he's got a great, uh, you know, uh, voice for, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, film and, uh, and, and radio. I've heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's a very well-spoken guy. I tell you what, Kevin Lee, if, if you take the L in, in New York, you'll always have a spot here as a guest star oh, on the MMA Words podcast. So, so give us a call. Man, retirement give us for a call. him, huh, if he loses it. Hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to recruit, babe. I'm just trying to add some more firepower to what is already the heavy rolling machine that is MMA Words. So. <laughs> And was was that was that all of them or do we That's have one really more? That's really it. I mean, there's the under the only yeah. really talk, um, fight to talk about on the undercard is uh, Anderson versus Johnny Walker. Um, mm. um, well, you know, there. I'm just I'm just gonna uh, well, so I'm just gonna talk about that one real quick because that's a little bit of a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. You know, this will definitely be the highest level in competition that Johnny Walker's faced yeah. in his entire time in the UFC. Such a show. Corey Anderson's a very very decorated, very celebrated wrestler. He trades trains out of Matt Sarah's camp, I believe, in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes from a good camp, very well-rounded fighter, very UFC veteran. Um, Johnny Walker apparently has been breaking some records at the UFC PI and is doing some things that Dana's never seen before. So very interesting fight. Yeah. Very interesting fight. Uh, he's the next guy that people look at to maybe challenge John Jones in that division at light heavyweight. So yeah. um, we'll see what happens, but I could totally see – Corey does the smart thing. He uses his wrestling to keep on the ground and try to beat him up that way. But maybe Johnny's too freakish for that. I I, I don't even want to pick that one. I have no idea who's going to win. He is so freakish. That's such a good word to describe him. Because I don't really know much about him other than, yeah, he's freak, freakish. and He's kind of a freaky looking dude too, isn't he? Yeah, and it just, he's such a showman. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so um, just to round up um, for, for all of our, all of our listeners, uh, just to give them all my picks for the weekend. Uh, I'm picking Jorge Masvidal to win this fight. And I'll also tell you what's next for Jorge after he wins this fight. He's going to challenge for a title. And then after Nate loses this fight, he's going to fight Conor McGregor for the third time at the beginning of next year. And then after he cuts through Nate like a chainsaw through butter, he's going to fight Jorge Masvidal for the – Whatever belt he has, whether he has the BMF <laughs> belt still, or if he has the welterweight belt too, I tell you what, we'll take that off his hands as well. So that's my who's next and what's next for those you're, guys. You're, you're delusional. I, There's no way Conor McGregor beats Diaz in the in a third fight. There's no way. But you know, uh, it's all good. But I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm it's just just happen. recapping my picks, but I will tell my gambling degenerates I do like the line on Nate Diaz, and if I was to parlay that with one of my locks, that being Stephen Thompson or Gregor Gillespie. I've actually parlayed all three of them. I think that's a fight that could go either way, uh, that being Masvidal and Diaz. So I like Diaz being the dog in that fight and parlaying it with two locks. It's a very spicy bet. That's just my little sprinkle for everybody. But I am going with Masvidal. I'm going with Kelvin Gastelum. I'm going with Derek Lewis. I'm going with Johnny Walker. I'm just going to go ahead and pick that one. And then I'm also going with Gregor Gillespie and Steven Thompson. So, Stephanie... Um, I, we, I am, oh my God, I'm going to go. Did we, did we, Oh, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 no. I I was, I was, I was going to say, we, um, we, we have not heard your recap of your picks. Please give them to us. I'm going to go with Diaz. Um, I'm going to agree with you on Gastelum. Although I, although I was kind of thinking since he's moving up, he might till might have some more power so I could see it going that way, but I'm going to go with, but I shook you up a little bit, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. So I can. 
I'm going to go with Gaslam. Uh, Thompson, I'm going to go with Wonderboy because he's such a cutie. Definitely Derek Lewis, um, Gillespie, and uh, Johnny Walker. All right. Well, Stephanie, I think we've done it. I think we have exercised all of our MMA demons for the week. I think that we have gotten out most of the hype. God only knows I'm not going to sleep until Saturday night. But Man, the anxiety is real. My God. Oh, there's a certain tension in the air. There's a certain smell when you can know that there is going to be Two bad motherfuckers what out else, in the what same a octagon. Legendary card. This is going to be like it's going to go down in the history books for sure. And I'm. It absolutely will. It absolutely will. But we're going to wrap this one up. I just want to thank all of our listeners who have uh, been with us from the very start of uh, our podcast and are also listening to us tonight. Um, you can follow us at MMA Words on Instagram. You can follow myself at Infamous Cab. And you can follow Stephanie at Miss Steffi Steph. Um, all of our podcasts are available on Spotify and we use the Anchor app. And we just want to thank you for listening to us banter. My name is Cab. That's Steph. And we're out. We out. Bye. All right, babe. I'll talk to you later. Later. <laughs>